granddad business with Aaron Caliber. That's my dad. Hello, underpants. That is hilarious. You should mouth to rate and review this podcast or my daddy will go into a deep depression. Welcome to Grown Dad Business. This is Aaron Kleiber. Uh, we're finishing up uh, part two of two with my friend Brett Ernst. Ernst um, sounds very German, even though he's super Italian. Uh, if you've never seen Brett Ernst live, you have to see him live. Uh, but yeah, we did uh, an episode last week. He was in town. I was happy to hang out and talk with my friend. He's always good to you know talk to. And uh, this second part, we really get into more of like why we chose comedy and what like, you know, I, I never really want to get into, you know, all the like, why did you do comedy kind of stuff? And uh, but really, we talk a lot about how it affects us as people and kind of what it does for us and for other people. It's very interesting. Uh, and Brett talks about, uh, you know, possibly slowing down a little bit, maybe moving out of Los Angeles. Starting kid is starting a family, because um, that's like the real grown dad business of things, especially when you're a comedian. Uh, and you know, like Brett, who has been doing comedy for a long time, and uh, is ready to start a family. Finally, that's what we need: is a little Ernst Ernst running around. But uh, yeah, this is part two. If you want to check out part one, obviously it's the week before this. It's the episode before this. Check out part one with Brett Ernst. We talk a lot about how Brett grew up, and really, there's so many stories to do about Brett growing up, and uh, you're just going to have to see him live, because he does tons of those live, tons of stories about um, you know growing up with his family, uh, and we all have very awesome, hilarious, weird, sometimes dark uh, family lives, and uh, Brett all has all that also, and some really hilarious stories, but uh, yeah, part two, Brett Ernst, before we start that. I want to give a shout out, as always, to one of my sponsors, and that's uh, Ignite Hospitality Services. If you're an entertainer and you need to go somewhere and pay for a hotel, you need to hit up Adam at IgniteHospitalityServices.com. He will barter for you a hotel, oh yeah, for social media trade. I, that doesn't even make any sense, but that's what you go, go to do, and you save money on hotels. Do that. Ignite Hospitality Services. You can Google them, Facebook, all that. You can find them very easily. And also, shout out to my producers, Epicast. If you're interested in doing a podcast, if you like this podcast, or if you like my other podcast, uh, You Can't Handle the Truth, Movie Reviews with Sean Collier, also produced by Epicast. If you want to do a podcast, go check out Epicast.com. Wait, is it Epicastnetwork.com slash services. Uh, not only do they produce podcasts, they do audio engineering in the studio. They do live engineering. They do video, photography, event planning, and live events. Uh, they, they were huge supporters of comedy, which is why myself and Sean and I do those podcasts. They also have an amazing podcast, my friends, uh, Day, Bas Day Bracey and Ed Bailey. Congrats for winning the City Papers, Pittsburgh's best podcast of the year. Really awesome. Uh, check out Drinking Partners. You got to check them out. Also produced by Epicast. 
So, yeah. If you want to do a podcast, check out epicastnetwork.com slash services. And uh, shout out to Buzzy Nick and my dude Dom for working on this. Uh, but yeah, without further ado, my friend Brett Ernst, part two. You hear those kids next yeah. door? It's a blessing, right? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> that's why I don't have. Yeah, let's talk about that real quick before well, we get out of here. that's the thing. I... I that's what we were getting at. Yeah, yeah. Is you know, I, if I want to have kids, yeah, I got to move to a place where I can live like a human being on my salary. Damn on right. What I make a year. Yeah. It's not even a salary. My and what I earn. Right, right. I don't get a salary. Well, that's the thing too. It's uh, like we went through a personal thing of my wife and I. We just we had a we have a one year old that's our third, and it was like, all right, you know, you know, I'm out out L A enough where I started trying to discover like, can we live here? Can we afford this? You know what I mean? And when you start looking at it, three kids, and I'm like, you know what? We're just going to, we're rich here. You know what I mean? Like, if we go there, we're poor. Uh, You know, 90% of my gigs are, you know, east of St. Louis. Like, why would I do this? You know what I mean? It's just kind of made sense. Um, Now, I started, I started stand-up when I had, like, my first child was six months old when I started stand-up. So it was, (laughs) yeah, it was stupid. But see, you're also limited, too. Like, you couldn't leave absolutely yeah that happened yeah so like you know i I, me being in la like i would love love to stay i'm in a very nice area right Right. now but you know i'm breaking even every year right you know and and it's harder you know to be that's why we didn't move that's what i'm saying would you could wouldn't you move a little bit outside of the city or something move a little no you miss one i live outside i live in a okay in you know in an sure in ventura county right um agora hills area and uh but you know, I, I'm like I said, I'm breaking even every year. Right, right. Um, I can't stay. I, I would love to stay there. Right. You know, if think I, about maybe. Uh, so, do you think about having some starting a family? Soon? Right. Like, yeah, that's yeah, two years. I think maybe maybe raise them in like what Florida, Jersey. Well, my wife's still in her twenty. No, I would probably raise them in Ohio. Oh yeah, okay. Where she's from. Yeah, yeah. That's how impressed I was with their upbringing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. It's the Midwest is a very. I think it's a very nice place to raise a family. Sure. You know, look, man, I, I've. If I have to tap out, I have to tap out. But I, I think there's more important things in life. I don't want to, but, you know. Yeah. See, to, to me, I've been doing stand-up seven years, and to hear that, I'm just like, what? Why? What? Why would you? But I, 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 I mean, I kind of get it. Hey, what are you going to do? I, I mean, look, I love doing stuff. I'm never going to stop. Right. Um, but, you know, we, we, it's hard to fucking be right. a dad 35 weeks a year on the road. Right. Where, where if you live somewhere, well, I experienced that too, where, you know, you could live somewhere that's, you know, 70% less of the cost of living, buddy, you could, you could work 20 weeks a year, buddy, and be fine in Ohio. For what I I live in a, in a a two bedroom condo. Yeah. For what that condo's worth. I, I could live in a fucking seven bedroom house. In Ohio. Yes. You know what I mean? No, no, I know what you're talking about because I know what <laughs> my still, house is. And still have $400,000 left over. Yes. Dude, I, uh, we were just in the process of maybe building a house, so we're still looking. And dude, like my house, you know, some of my friends, my, I have three bedrooms, two baths, you know, 2,000 square feet. And people are like, oh, that house is $1.2 million. And, like, and I'm like, see, I'm fine. Like, I, I can't. I can't take that and take my family I don't to even, a, But I'm saying I don't even own it. Like yeah, right. I, I'm, I'm still renting because, you know. You got to get on that equity. 
Yeah, I think the I think the market's going to crash. Put your again. money towards I think, something. I think things are on a bubble again. Well, I as far as I understand is when especially if uh, if when presidents change, the banks get nervous, interest rates go up a little bit, especially when there's a party change. See, I've been doing all this housing research stuff. Uh, the banks get scared, so interest rates will jump up, stuff like that. This is real grown man talk right here. Yeah, this this shit is it's fucking adult shit. <laughs> Well, I mean, if I find something like, you know, I, I want to put 20% down so I don't Absolutely. have to do an 80-20-20 and right. just have one mortgage, yeah. you know? And, uh, yeah, I'm sure this is interesting talk. You know, it's funny is people, people have responded they like some of this real talk sometimes. They were like, I like when you guys were talking about getting your roof done. <laughs> I'm oh, really? Like, I'm not kidding. Like, <laughs> so you've only been doing it seven years, man. You haven't really turned, you, you, you'll turn your next corner at 11. Yeah, I hear that. I mean... I always try to gauge too that like I did, you know, I've been an actor and have done sketch and improv for 12 years, even before I did stand up. So when people are like, oh, how have you done what you did? And I'm like, well, I kind of had a head start just in a way where I wasn't nervous on stage. I knew how to write well, yeah, comedy. Well, that, that's, that's part of it is yeah, the yeah, comfortability. Yeah. I mean, you know, but if it's you're, just, if you're it very does, comfortable and then yeah, it's easier to do It takes a while to learn the business. You really, you know, you got to. That's, that's an interesting point that, you know, that a lot of comics don't think about is learning the business oh yeah you know you guys know we were talking about the art before but right. learning the business like uh a buddy of mine had these uh i've been at, you know sometimes people ask you to speak to their comedy classes sure and the first thing i tell them is you know i can't tell you how to do stand-up right you know it's like telling somebody how to fuck it's like look you just put that in there reps and then, then you figure it out. You got to figure yeah. out your own thing after put that. Put the microphone yeah. in your hand, put it to your mouth. And that's it. And get reps in. Yeah, just keep keep doing it. And eventually you're going to figure out what's best for you. People have gotten mad at me because they're like, hey, you have any advice? And I'm like, just get up. That's it. You just get up, get reps in. And they're but like, the advice you could give them is like, you know, uh, on the business aspect. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think, I mean, now is even more than when I started, but there's so many people that are three, four year comics that, because the internet, they're putting their stuff out there. I, right. I, I met a guy that's been doing stand-up two years and put his album out. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. This is, first of all, you're, sh I mean, I didn't, I, I'm, obviously I'm not using names. Right. I'm like, your material's a little, it's average at best. Freshman material. And, and on top of that, you're not going to be doing the, this same stuff in four years. Yeah. So you're you're literally doing you know freshman you, you yeah know, freshman material yep. and you want to put it on an album yeah or and and get it out to the public yeah. you know what I mean yeah when even two or three of those premises that are original aren't fully worked out and if you really nurture that premise in another two three years it'll be a great bit but it ain't even yeah. a bit now oh yeah I, but, you I, know, I and I've seen that over and over again oh yeah I have a box of my I did my first album. I think four years after I started and that album now I've been selling it for two years. I, I can't even, I, I, I like throw up a little bit, handing it to someone like I hate everything on it. You know what I mean? And I want to do a new one so bad, but I know how long things take to cook. You know what I mean? So I just yeah. keep waiting and waiting. The other thing is, you know, you're going to miss opportunities. You put that shit out there early. Sure. You know, absolutely. Because you, you're going to, uh, you're going to, um, nobody wants to see it again. Yeah. You know, that's the thing with stand up. It's not like music. Like, I mean, certain people, there's certain bits, but you know, if, if, if somebody sees you two, three times in a row, you're still doing the same material. Sure. People are like, eh, 
Yeah, yeah. But, you know, whenever you see a band you like, you hate when they're like, this is off our new album. They're like, fuck. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to hear this shit. Yeah. But give me the old stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's where musicians got it easy. Yeah, and some people... Uh, they want to hear your old songs. <laughs> yeah, and that happens. I mean, that happens to you. You got those jokes where people start yelling them out to you. You know, what is it, Delante, right? And the roller, well, the roller skating one is the one that people always yeah, yeah. ask me to do. But it's like you know, I've been doing that joke nineteen years. Right. Yeah. But I retired. I don't retire them, but I, I've already you know I got to work on the new hour. I just yeah, shot sure. this last hour. Right. And you know you want to get the new hour going. When's that coming out? Oh, uh, we we don't know yet. Oh yeah. Yeah, we're still. Uh, Did you do it independently? Is it yeah, coming yeah. out? What's it coming out on? We don't know that yet either. Oh yeah. Business. We got the negotiations. You hear that? Going. Business people. It's all business. Yeah. Well, now there's like, you know, that's the other beautiful thing. I think this is the best time to be an artist. Yeah. Uh you know, I mean, you do in the in the politically correct environment today is a lot like the religious extremist environment that like Lenny Bruce went through. That's that is a really interesting way to put it. It is. It's I, uh, the I, pendulum. I, it's the same shit. You know, it's people you. telling you what not to say because right. it offends them. That's right. all it is. It doesn't right. matter what the words are, right, or what the context Who is. It is. Yeah, that doesn't matter sense. any of that. Yeah. It's the idea that people don't want you to say things because it offends them. Right. That's all it is. Yes. And and it's usually a uh, a person that's not in the group that is telling you what you should be sensitive Ain't that about. That's true. Okay, so we've this is nothing new to comedians. The politically correct right. environment is the same thing as the right wing bullshit. It's all the same thing. Right, right, right. You know, uh, in that sense, yes, there's a there's it, it does suck and like you know like the comedian there's those two comics in Canada, the more oh, recent yeah. one that had to go in front of a human rights tribunal yeah. for a fucking joke yeah. about a handicapped person that's a celebrity. Yeah. And this, the Human Rights Tribunal was going to decide, one, if they're going to allow this person to perform comedy, and two, <laughs> if he's going to pay, he to end up paying a fine yeah. for a joke. That's, that's fascism. That's fucking progressive fascism. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm a real liberal. Yeah. Okay. I'm a real liberal. And, and on the flip side of that, in the 50s, Lenny Bruce went to jail yeah. for using curse words. I know. Okay? Yeah. Think about that. There's yeah. no difference between the two. Yeah, yeah. Um, but as a real liberal, I'm I'm all for I, I don't like echo chambers. I don't right. you know? Anyways, I'm getting off thing. Here's, no, that's fine. Here's what makes it the best time to be a comedian. Yeah. Is one, obviously the internet's your best friend. Oh, that's amazing. You know? There is about five or six platforms that will pay you good money yeah. for your stand-up. Yeah. Well, yeah, you think about, like, back Outside in the day, of network television. If you know anything about record labels or, like, uh, if you see, like, uh, that show, like, Vinyl or things like that, you see that there is, like, a few people that held the keys to the kingdom. That's, yeah, absolutely. It's there's like no there's more gatekeepers. Five record labels, and that's it. See, look, there's a history of this in, in, in America. People are pigs, mm -hmm. okay? People will make decisions on, but it always comes back to bite the industry in the ass. Right. You, you can't be one-sided. You, you can't, you know, you, you can't charge $20 for a uh, record album with one song on it. Right. You know, uh, that's what used to go on back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, now again, everything's a paradox. There's a lot of shit on the internet, but if you're good and you can, and people right. can find you, you can end up selling, a shitload of tickets. Oh, right. 
and like make- how like how infuriating do you think record labels are that used to hold on to Louis C.K. and he goes and sells his album for five dollars on his website and they're like, absolutely, like that just and you know it's it's uh, this sounds really like, but like art does kind of find a way. Like Always. there's all these there's all these people that wanted to like lock it down and record labels and cable TV and things like that and it just find a way out. It just well the you know. artists back then had no outlets. Right. There was none. Right. Painters, believe it or not, were a lot like comedians where nobody was watching painters on TV. Yeah. Nobody except for the guy with the hair. But I meant, um, you know Bob what Ross. I mean? Like, yeah. like an artist was a word of mouth thing. Sure. And then they would have galleries. And, but but they, they had to figure out a way suck. to be self-sufficient. Being an artist would suck. A painter. But I'm, yeah, I'm saying they yeah. have to figure it out. Yeah. They're forced to figure it out. Right. So... And again, there were like, you know, certain galleries that would feature certain artists that would guarantee them right. certain sales yeah. back then. And I don't know how, how it still works today, but like a guy like Banksy or, you know, that these street artists that mm-hmm. they, that, but there was so the, the painters and those types of artists were so self-generating and so self-sufficient that, you know, if they didn't figure out a way they didn't eat. Right. Um, where comedians you know, in the 70s, 80s, especially in the 80s and early 90s, you know, you had TV, you get on The Tonight Show, you, you know, people, you had Def Jam in the 90s yep. that broke a lot of fucking talented, sure. uh, that's why there was such a uh, resurgence of black comedy in the 90s right, was yeah. huge because of Def Jam. Well, now every black comic I meet, their credit is Def Comedy Jam and <laughs> every single one. Oh, really? Oh, that's kind of a joke with me and my friends and I'm like, like you'll meet somebody and they're like, "Oh, you know him from Defcon Jam." I'm like, "No, you weren't." Like, what are you talking about? Oh, like, they all say it's that. almost like everybody. Yeah. Bet Comic View. I'm like, no, no. Like a dude will show up he and never on it for the first time. He's like, "Yeah, you seen him on Bet Comic View?" I'm like, "What? The? No. No, no, no." I was like, they must have had eight thousand episodes, <laughs> like with every comedian I've ever met that had those credits. Well, in the in the in the late '80s, mid to late '80s, the Roddy Dangerfield specials, you know, blew oh, yeah. up Dice Clay and Sam Kinison and. So, like, you know... Yeah, do you think... Th- those comedy specials must have had a lot to do with it, too. Those HBO specials... That's I mean, what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So, but I'm saying you only had, like, a few outlets for that. Right. But if you got on that, you were gold. Oh, man. You were fucking oh, yeah. gold. Now, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You could do 20 Tonight Shows. It wouldn't yep. matter. Isn't that crazy? But you, I guarantee if you get on, say, Rogan's podcast... Right. That's probably worth more... Yeah, Rogan and Marin right now. Yeah. That's what people want. That's people, what people are like, listen. fuck Jimmy Fallon. Who cares? Well, and it's, it is crazy because like, I am at a point now where like, I want a Conan and Fallon. That's what I'm trying to do. Right. You know? But like, you know, I'll do shows with people, and you're like, who's that? And they're like, oh, from The Tonight Show. And I'm like, wow, well, damn. Grass, I've never even heard yeah, of that. Grass this concept, man. You want to do, why do you want to do, I mean, I would, don't get me wrong. I'm not turning them down. But you, you want to get on those shows because it's a nice credit and it's exposure. Sure, yeah. So then ask yourself, what's it exposure for? Well. You th- it may get people to buy you tickets, but that's what exposure's for. Right, right. It's not. Oh, I can give you the real answer. What? I mean, I mean, really, I don't like. It's not breaking any wall or anything. But the real answer is for you to get booked at more clubs. They want to see a logo on a poster. But, I mean, uh, honestly. But dude. even that doesn't matter. Listen to what I'm saying because okay. you're seven years in, so you got to take this in. I'm, okay. I'm, I, I love this. This, this, why I do this. this. This is this is why I got to tell you. People want to do this. It's more vanity. It's more, right. uh, I was on it. Right. But the whole purpose of it in the business aspect is so you can get your recognition and notoriety 
so people will buy tickets to see your show. Absolutely. Okay? Yeah. That's the whole purpose of being on TV. Right. All right? The more you're on TV, you're hoping it would equate to the more, but it doesn't work that way anymore. No. Okay? You're getting people on Vine. Right. That are selling out shows. At noon. Right. On a Sunday. <laughs> and fucking, it's insane. Yeah. 13 and up. And have no, no, don't do anything. No. Come out in an outfit, dance and sing on stage and run off in like 15 minutes and that's Wait, it. no, I've seen that one. That's a real thing. <laughs> You're, are you making that up? Or are you talking about something? I'm saying it, it's, it's, oh, no, it's there's very, a real, there's somebody well, that, that does that. That's what like a lot of YouTube and Vine people they do. They put it's, on a costume. They're out there for 20 minutes. And then they leave. They and walk away with out. 20 grand. Yeah. Easy. It's insane. Easy. But now yeah. you got to say how long will that last? But that's not the point. The point is you got to embrace what the, the, the way things are now. Right, right. And the way things are now, I mean, again, it would be, it's an honor to do Fallon. It would be an sure. honor to be on, on Conan. Um, it's great. It's, it would love to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, getting on there repeatedly will up your ticket sales, Absolutely. but that's the whole purpose of getting on. Right. It's just to sell tickets. Yeah, right. Oh, absolutely. And back in the day, it used to be somebody might see you and go, I'm going to make you a star. It doesn't work that way anymore like that either. Right, right. You know what I mean? Oh, no, it doesn't. That's why, this is why it's the best time to be a comedian. Sure. Is because you can Mm self-generate. You can produce your own specials. And even if nobody buys it, you can put it online Mm -hmm. for free. Yeah, yeah. And take the loss, but then eventually, it'll go viral. Yeah. Or, you know, people, you can get people to watch it and people will buy you tickets. Right, right. That's the beautiful thing about being a live performer. Right, right. You know? Absolutely. Um, and that's why it's the best time to be a comic, man. I mean, I really do believe that. Do you think it's oversaturated, though? Do you think, like, everybody? Yes, but I, I still think that. Uh, are, we in the, are we in the heavy tiger beat of music right now with, uh, with the vine and stars? And- yes and no. I think it's saturated, but here's why we're not. The, the, the mouthpieces of our industry, of our business, uh, where people find out about comedians are usually on podcasts. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, there's no, nobody's reading a, a stand-up comedy trade. Right, right, That's why the comedy store is sold out every night now. Yeah, yeah. Because you'll hear Rogan talk about it, yep. Bill, Bill Burr talk about it, and people hear it so much on podcasts, and then Gerard shot a special there, Louis shot a special there, mm-hmm. Ari shot a special there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's the word of mouth in our community. That's why I don't think it's that oversaturated because the, our gatekeepers are literally the people that are performing. Sure. Like Rogan. If you're oh, listening yeah. to Rogan, Rogan's going to say, oh, fucking Sam Tripley's a brilliant comedian. Yep. He'll talk about, con- and then you'll hear Tripley being brought up right now or yep. on yep. somebody else's podcast or mm-hmm. you, you follow me. Yep. And, and the comics are, you know, the inmates really do control the asylum. Sure. Yeah. You know? And so, yeah, uh, there's so many outlets, but we, people that listen to comedy podcasts, yeah. they always end up hearing the same names and you know, that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the, the one thing that is good about that's our, a, that's our a business, really great point. It's that's a meritocracy it too. Yeah. You know, I mean, the industry doesn't recognize it. Yeah. You know, the industry is trying to push a type or, you know. Oh, yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. Or Hey, uh, I'm a 35-year-old white dad sitting over here. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm uh... saying, but if, if it was based on how funny people were, some there would be some people that are on top that would be gone. Yeah, right. And then there's some people on the bottom that would be on top. But right. I think everything comes out in the wash mm. eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, everything sifts through. You got to ask yourself as an artist, what do you, what do you want to be? Do you right. want to be Zeppelin? 
or do mm-hmm. you want to be uh, Backstreet Boys? Yeah, right. Backstreet Boys made a lot of money in a short period of time. Yeah. But now th- ha- doesn't have a on... body of work other than a remember this song. Yeah, and now they're half of them are on Celebrity Apprentice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I get it. But I'm saying, like, their catalog of music. Sure, yeah. You know, it's, it's more of a, oh, remember this song. It's not like, you know, you're going to put Cashmere on at any right. age and be like, wow, it's a good song. So, you know, I don't, like, that's what you got to ask yourself. You want to have a body of work. Mm. And if you want to have a body of work as an artist, you got to put the time in. Sure. And if you got to put the time in, it takes fucking forever, but it will happen. Yeah. Yeah. If, if it's a good body of work. For sure. You will get wrecked. It may take, it takes way longer for some people than other. You know what I mean? But it will happen. Although, uh, I do like, uh, what's that Backstreet song? Backstreet Boys. Everybody. The one where they're in the the haunted house. You like the haunted house one? That's your favorite. No, what's the ones in the uh or the spacesuits? No, the ones that they're oh, like the marionettes. Puppets. Yeah, what was that the puppets. one? Puppets. Uh, uh, that's uh. There's oh, a new could... kids on the block song I like. Uh, please don't go, girl. I used to like. Oh, please don't go, girl. Yeah, oh, that's jo- good. Joey McIntyre. Oh yeah, it's good. Yeah, you was killing it. Oh, my wife right now is listening to the podcast. She's like the marionette song. She's screaming the name of it. I don't remember it. No strings attached. That was their album. That was <laughs> yeah, the album. Well, was that Backstreet Boys in sync? That was in sync. Was that who did the marionettes? That was in sync. Well, we gotta look that up. Oh my god! But again, that's what I mean. You, you know, you gotta ask yourself what you know as an artist, what you want. I mean, and then you sure. want to make money. Yeah, hey, dude, yeah. This business. I was telling my my father in law last night. You know, he's just shaking his head. He's like, I don't know how to fuck you guys do it. I it, every you're you gotta be right. insane, man. People that are in like in successful business, like our normal business, they're like, how do you do this? It's insane. I mean, how do you? How do There's you? There's no business model. Like, what is you doing? Yeah, yeah. It's like creating something out of nothing and then trying to figure out a way. Yeah. To get paid for it. Yeah. And then, you know, and I I, hey. I took a risk, man. I took a risk. <sighs> I took all the money I have and I put it in my own special. I told my wife and six-month-old baby, I was like, I'm going to do stand-up for a li- I'm going to do entertainment for a living. <laughs> and it's, well, I'm making a living. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, we always say, like, for, for the entrepreneurs, it's like jumping off a cliff and then trying to build a plane on the way down. Hell yeah. So you can fly, <laughs> save yourself. I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. I wouldn't change a single moment. It is, it is wacky, man. Like, if, if you ask me, if before I got into comedy, First of all, if you ask me what I do it all over again, no, I, I'm like I, I would, but I wouldn't want to have to go through all yeah, that I, shit. I, again. I think I do a couple things a little bit different. I look back on it fondly. Yeah, sure. But uh, it's exhausting to think of everything I've done in, in this twenty in almost twenty years. Right. You know, like all the shit gigs, all the fucking starving, all yeah. the worrying. Yeah. You know, and I'm still there. You yeah, know, yeah. I'm still still worrying. But you know, like we have friends that kind of give us hope that like you keep hustling, it'll happen. Like you mentioned Sebastian. I'll leave us with this. Like, dude, Sebastian was my first feature weekend ever. And I remember it was six, seven years ago. And like six, seven years ago, he had ten people on a Thursday night. You know what I mean? And now he's like selling out theaters in People magazine. Yeah. It's crazy. Like six, seven years later. I remember Chelsea Handler. Um Yeah. She used to always come to the store. And uh, and we were in La Jolla one time getting like, like not even 50, 50 people. And she was selling her book mm-hmm. after the show before, obviously, she got her show. Sure. But now that book that she was selling 
you know, that she wrote, The Vertical Life or whatever oh, it was yeah. called. Then, then I mean, literally, she was selling it at the end of the show. Yeah, yeah. And then next thing you know, it's a fucking New York Times bestseller. Yeah, yeah. After she got the show, and that's, you know, then she did the second yeah. one. But, you know, you, you just see it, man. I remember fucking Burr, dude. Burr Ugh, yeah. was... I remember watching him going, how the fuck isn't this guy? Yeah, the most popular comedian and, on and the planet. Ever, this is one of the greatest comedians I've ever seen in my life. I agree. I and even like uh, his his show on Netflix, the cartoon. Yeah, F is for family. Yeah, I'm like, have you seen this? People are like, no. I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I mean, look, I get if you don't like stand up. I don't like stand up. I don't watch it. Isn't that crazy? I don't either. I can't stand. I don't like. I can't watch. I mean, I have to watch. Like when I'm at the comedy store, like yeah, I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll see people like before me. I'll watch it and yeah, I laugh. Yeah. But like when people be like, hey, did you see the so and so's new special? I can't do it. I'm like, no, I can't do it. No, I don't even. I, I hate. I, I'm not a fan of, I, I can't watch it. Yeah, I'm not, I don't either. Because I don't know why, maybe because I'm in it. Yeah, yeah, probably. Even but like, it, like if I want to see it, I, I go back to the older oh, things absolutely. that got me in it. Like I can watch Rocky over and over again. Yeah. And I can watch Eddie Murphy's Delirious over sure, and over yeah. again. Yeah. All right, I'll let you take a nap. You're the yeah, best. I'm shot. You're the best kid. It was a strong interview. I want to go to the, the haunted house though. Well, we can't do it. during the day. What time are they open to on Sunday? I don't know. I'll find out. Because we could do it. God bless you. Anyways, we'll talk afterwards. Yeah, we don't have to make our plans right now. Yeah, we don't. So hold on. Let me get my appointment book out. I'm going to go fall asleep. Why don't you keep texting your fucking... Uh, uh... You could leave my sister out of this. <laughs> All right, man. I'll talk to you.